Hello, everyone. Welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I'm your host, Precious D. And I am your other host, Honey B. Welcome back, everyone. Folks, this is our lost episode. <laughs> One of two episodes that we recorded together, and then I incorrectly downloaded the audio, downloaded the wrong thing, and oh. lost it. So we are re. I wish I could hug you. We are re recording. Our commentary on All Monsters Attack, <laughs> also known as Godzilla's Revenge. Neither of those titles are very accurate descriptions of the movie. Very, very true. I also have to say I do not have my <laughs> notes um, because I am not where I am not home. I am somewhere not somewhere in Texas without mm. my notebook. So I just want right. to throw we'll, it out. We'll survive. Honeybee, we have a special guest interview today. Yay! I love special guest interviews. Who are we interviewing today? We will be talking to Ron Bonk of SRS Cinema, the film distributors who will be releasing Space Monster Wang Mangui, which we have mentioned numerous times on this show. That is the South Korean movie that was thought lost for a long time. He has got the rights to distribute it here in America. Wow! So we'll talk to him about that in a little bit. But first, let's talk about All Monsters Attack. Yay! It's from 1969, directed by Ashiro Honda. 69 minutes. Shout out! Box office was 260 million yen. Budget could not have been much because they reuse a lot of footage from previous <laughs> movies. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of recycled footage, but I will say that I think that even with it being recycled footage, they did a good job of like making the storyline and the footage make sense and all of those things. And I really enjoyed it. I didn't mind that the footage was this recycled. Is, it didn't bother me so much because of the rest of the storyline was so good for me. This that is I our really second mind. goddamn clip show after Gamma versus Virus. <laughs> Richie, Richie and Potsy are locked in the walk-in fridge, and they're sitting there reminiscing about previous episodes. Oh, damn it. Uh, Ashiro Honda says this is one of his favorite movies. Yay! I can see why. I'm I'm embarrassed to say it. I, like, really hate myself (laughs) for loving this movie so much, because I know that it's, like, not exactly like our kaiju, our normal, like, kaiju Uh shit. This movie, we've talked about this before. This movie is very like chitty yes. chitty bang bang. Like yep. it's like so it's not it's not really in the same kind of genre. Like it feels weird. It feels like I feel embarrassed to like this movie as much as I do, but I really fucking love it. So. <laughs> yeah, folks, you might not remember this or realize this from when you were a child. But in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, most of the cool shit in the movie doesn't actually happen. It's just a story. It's just a story that the father is telling to the children while they have their picnic on the beach. And it doesn't happen. Yeah. Imagination. In the book by Ian Fleming, it does all happen, but not in the movie. And in this movie, the kid just dreams or imagines all the cool kaiju shit. It doesn't actually happen. Yeah, this this kid's coping <laughs> mechanisms are off the charts just what is he coping with (laughs) coping with being a latchkey kid coping with being bullied and coping with fucking bank robbers (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a lot it's a lot uh yeah i remember the first time we talked about this you kept saying how wholesome it was (laughs) that was particularly what you liked about it yeah, I liked it. I also just like really felt like I connected with like how this kid is like dealing with yeah. his life. He's like, oh shit, I'm getting bullied. I'm going to go to my world inside my head where a 
big monster teaches me how to fight my bullies. Uh, but we mentioned that it's one of Honda's <laughs> favorites because most kaiju fans put this at the bottom of their list. They do not like it. And that's probably for all the reasons we've just said. Because it reuses a lot of... For, of course, if you're a little yeah. kid, if you're a little kid it. watching this movie, maybe you haven't seen the other movies. And you don't realize they're or, just recycling a bunch of fights. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and it even if you do realize it and you're a little kid, like, it's so badass. It's like, yeah, put it in all yeah. the freaking movies, you know? Like, this movie feels very, like, like geared towards kids. It's, like, really different from our if other If we movies. weren't there before, we are now fully in the kid movie era of Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are absolutely sure. being aimed at children now, and they start just showing them at children's film festivals. And that's fine. So we have... Uh, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Tomonori Yazaki as Ichiro Mitsuki. And this is like, I don't know, the fourth or fifth? The third or fourth? Ichiro. Yeah. There's a bunch of either Ichi or Ichiros in these movies Ichigo. and the Ga and in uh, Gamera movies. And some of them are adults. Some of them are we love to see children. It. I'm not kidding. Every time I think I can't love an Ichi like anymore, we get another He's Ichi and I'm like, oh my god, I love it. And and the the child Ichis are definitely Japanese Panchitos. They're definitely in that uh, genre. Yeah, it's a genre. Achiro means first son, firstborn son in Japanese. So I think that's why it's such a common name. Oh. Kenji Sahara plays Ooh. his father, yeah. Kanichi Mitsuki. He's not in it a whole lot, but he works on the train, apparently. Kenji. Machiko Naka plays Tamiko Mitsuki. Hideo Amamoto is... Shinpei Minami, that's the nice neighbor guy that helps take care of Ichi. Sachio Saki mm -hmm. is Sembayashi. Kazusuki is Okuda. Junichi Ito is Gabara the boy. Hidemi Ito <laughs> is Sachiko. Haru Nakajima is Godzilla. Marchen the dwarf is Manila. Midori... Uchiyama is the voice of Manila because in the boys' fantasies, Manila <laughs> speaks. Which was such a shock. <laughs> Yashiko Kakuyaki is Gabra the monster. So Ichi calls his bully Gabra. I don't think that's his real name. I think mm -hmm. he just calls him that. And then in his dreams and his fantasies, Gabra is also a monster that Godzilla fights. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. We got to talk about we got to talk about Gabra's fucking costume. <laughs> Yo, this costume, it's it's one of the it's one of the worst ones in my opinion. Well, maybe that's another reason uh people don't like this movie. But but when you think about it and you realize that it's like Ichi's brain, like it's Ichi's mind, he's like making up this monster, like it makes a little more sense. Like he's a little more colorful than any of the monsters we've seen. Like he has red hair. Yeah. And that might be what? Oh, I was saying maybe the bully has red hair, but the bully's Japanese, so he probably does not have red hair. No, he doesn't. But he he has like this weird six pack plate that like yeah. is supposed to have pecs, but it just looks like titties. And then he <laughs> has like a a nub instead of a tail. Mm -hmm. He has a nub. He looks like the back of him looks like the front well, of a Ken Barbie doll. Well, and his sort of ab peck uh, thing goes up his neck too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It's a couple little weird. ridges on his neck up above the pectorals. Uh, does he have a horn also? Yeah. I think he does have a horn. He has a little horn and big pointy ears. He's kind of green. Uh, so Ichiro Miki is a highly imaginative but lonely latchkey kid growing up in urban and polluted Kawasaki. This is, of course, the summary from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Every day he comes home to his family's empty apartment. His only friends are a toy maker named Shinpei Inami and a young girl named Sachiko. I love. I, I, this is why it was like weird that they like say that he's lonely because the whole, whole beginning of the movie, him and Sachiko are like friends, like hanging yeah. out and stuff. Yeah. Then he goes home and he has his friend Shinpei, 
and like they hang out and stuff so it's like they're describing him as this like like lonely kid but he's so like positive and always around people yeah uh every day after school ichiro is tormented by a gang of bullies led by a child named psycho gabra oh i guess that's his last name to escape his loneliness ichiro sleeps and dreams about visiting monster island i dream land <laughs> During his visit, he witnesses Godzilla battle three Kamakuras. So this is the mantis things from uh, Godzilla vs. Ibera. Brutally outpowering the three. Ichiro is then chased by a rogue Kamakuras and falls into a deep cave, but luckily avoids being caught by the Kamakuras. Shortly afterwards, Ichiro is rescued from the cave by Manila. Coincidentally, Ichiro Yay. quickly learns that Manila has bully problems too, as it is bullied by an abusive monster known as Gabara. Ichiro is then woken by Shinpei, who informs him that his mother must work late again. Ichiro goes out to play, but is then frightened by the bullies and finds and explores an abandoned factory. Is this the part where the, the bullies want him to go honk? There's a guy painting, what is he painting, a sign? A fence. A mm -hmm. Yeah. This guy painting a, a sign, sign, and he's got a little bicycle or motor scooter or something, and they want like him a, to, like a motorcycle. Type. Yeah, they want him to go honk the horn on it and startle the guy, but Ichiro doesn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But they're kind yeah, of, he's like, no, he'll fall off. Yeah, he'll, he'll fall off the. But they're like, I don't want to do that. They want to beat him up if he won't go do it. Yeah, like come on, you chicken shit. <laughs> so he finds and explores <laughs> an abandoned factory. After finding some souvenirs, tubes, a headset, and a wallet with someone's, necessarily the suspect's license. Suspect. Did we say what they're suspects of yet? Or did the summary leave that bank out? Bank robbers. There are bank robbers. They talk about it on the news. Bank There's some robber. bank robbers. And one of them's dropped their wallet like a dumbass. Like you do. Like you do. Ichiro leaves the factory after hearing some sirens close by. After Ichiro leaves, two bank robbers who were hiding out in the factory... Learn that Ichiro has found one of their driver's licenses and follow him in order to kidnap him. Like you do. These bank robbers uh -huh. are very uh, Home Alone. Like the two guys from Home Alone. Uh -huh. Or or like, uh, the, they remind me of the guys from 101 Dalmatians. Okay. You know, Cruella's like right. dudes. Yeah. That's what they remind me of. Oh, and this one guy, he like like throughout the movie, he's like drinking from like what looks like a flask, but it's actually a bottle of cough syrup. Well, okay, I don't like no Japanese, so I couldn't like read the label, but it has a label on it. It's not a flask. Right. I was like, damn, sipping on some scissor. <laughs> uh let's see. So they uh yeah, they go to kidnap him. Later, after his sukiyaki dinner with Shinpei, Ichiro dreams again Shinpei. and reunites with Manila. Together, they both watch. As... And he's like, Shinpei, don't fucking wake me up, all right? I'm going to go hang out with my friends on Monster Island. I don't need you waking me up. Right. And did it happen yet? So Shinpei's got some kind of little device he's built, like a radio or something. Mm -hmm. that he th He's like, can I pick up Monster yeah. Island on this? But no, he can't. <laughs> but no. There was some later novel or comic or something that speculated that Ichiro maybe has psychic powers because his visions of Monster Island are so accurate. Are they? <laughs> well, yeah, they're exactly, or is it... <laughs> they're exactly <laughs> the scenes that we've <laughs> seen happen. Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking because like Manila talking and then Gabra being green with a red right. thing. Well, just, those parts just screams like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the two of them watch as Godzilla fights Ibera. Kumonga, a giant condor, and some invading jets. Then in the middle of Godzilla's fights, Gabra appears and Manila is forced to battle it. And after a short and one-sided battle, Manila runs away in fear. Godzilla returns to... <laughs> What's that? I just said, aww. Because oh. it's like, because we saw Ichi do the same thing earlier yeah. with the kids, right. you know, like, run away, and now we're seeing Manila do it because yeah. of Ichi's mind. <laughs> it's like, it's so wholesome. I just... <laughs> Can't. I like him exploding at the seams with love for this movie. Godzilla returns to train Manila how to fight and use its own atomic breath. However, Ichiro is woken up this time by the bank robbers and is taken hostage as a means of protection from the authorities. Out of fear and being watched no. by the thieves, Ichiro calls for Manila's help and falls asleep again where he witnesses Manila being beaten up by Gabra again. Finally, Ichiro helps Manila mm. fight back at Gabra, and eventually Manila wins. Yeah! Catapulting the bully through the air by a seesaw-like log. 
Godzilla, who was in the area watching, comes to congratulate Manila for its victory, but is ambushed by a vengeful Gabra. Godzilla easily beats down Gabra and sends the bully into retreat, never to bother Manila again. Yeah, you don't fuck with Daddy Godzilla. <laughs> he said, not my house, son. Now from his experiences in his dreams, Ichiro learns how to face his fears and fight back, gaining the courage to outwit the thieves just in time for the police, called by Shinpei to arrive and arrest them. So the We got we gotta talk about Shinpei's <laughs> yeah, car though. Yes, the <laughs> robbers had stolen his car and then he's walking down the street and he's like, This car looks familiar. <laughs> oh, it's my car. What the hell is my car doing here? And then he opens it up and sees these dumbasses have just left the money in the car. Fifty million yen. Yeah, or something. and the news can't stop talking about the bank robbers, so he knows. Oh, this the bank robbers, and he calls the police. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just yay, yeah. Shinpei. So the next day, so Ichiro stands up to Sanko and his gang and wins, regaining his pride and confidence in the process. He also gains their friendship when he plays a prank on the billboard painter. And I didn't care for that part. I didn't think he should have become like them. He honks the horn and the guy does fall off the ladder and spills the paint all over himself in the ground. But then he starts running away and apologizing. And, oh, we didn't mention before, I think, doesn't he see his dad on the train every day as he's Mm -hmm. going? Yeah, as he goes by. His father works on the train and kind of leans out and waves at him as he goes off to school each day. So this day as he runs by, he's like, Dad. beloved Cindy. Yeah. He's like, Dad, tell him I'm sorry. And so his father's, for me. his father's got to jump off the train and go deal with the mess that his son has made. <laughs> also, after all of this, his mother's like, I'm not going to work late anymore. She feels really guilty that her son got kidnapped by bank robbers. Yeah, Ichi really wins. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe my work life balance is out of whack if my son's getting kidnapped by bank robbers yep time to take a less fifth a week mama yeah. bear so so i wonder what kenji sahara thinks about this movie <laughs> i want his opinion because right? he's like in all the movies right yeah. like he knows them he's in all of them he's in more godzilla movies than anybody else although a lot yeah, of so a I lot mean, of like, these people do show up in many of them but he's in more than anyone else He's he's our guy. Yeah. Oh, and you mentioned last time this part at the end about oh, Godzilla. Oh, yeah, the kid? The, the kid says something to the adults about Godzilla, and then he leaves, and they're all like, what? Go ahead, go ahead talk about it. Sorry, you cut out a little bit. Oh. What was the last thing you said? That uh, the, the kid tells the adults something about Godzilla, and then he leaves, and they're all kind of like, what? What is he talking about Godzilla? Oh my gosh, yeah. And then the guy, is it Shinpei? Sin- yeah, says, yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, well, you know, adults have gods. And uh, we adults worship God. So maybe this is just uh, a, a kid's version of gods or go- gods for kids yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember that exactly may, how may be, he words it. Yeah, that kaiju might be like gods to the children children yeah. yeah which you know like coming from good old west odessa the bible belt <laughs> where we love jesus you know it's just like so crazy to hear that like oh my gosh what but then we talked about it and you were telling me like yeah they have like you know different it's just like it's so different like they have yeah. different gods for different things so, yeah, so like it makes it makes more sense for that like looking at it that way but at first i was like wait what in the jesus Christ?" you know but <laughs> traditionally in japan there's sort of a combination of ancestor worship and then also kind of local gods you know household gods or the, the god of this river or the god of that mountain or mm-hmm. that kind yeah. of stuff so, so to so godzilla is the god yeah, of the children yes so the idea Gojira! that the children might sort of treat the kaiju as gods is not completely out of whack though it does remind me of that meme with the there's like an alligator at somebody's front door like an actual alligator's crawled up to somebody's front door and it looks like they're trying to reach for the bell and they're saying do you have a moment to talk about our lord and savior godzilla so yeah maybe uh ichiro will start going door to door (laughs) proselytizing about godzilla i mean it's right there that's how i feel about mothra yep 
I'm like, yeah. Mothra can be my god. I'm I'm cool with it. Oh god, I saw just a random thing on Twitter the other day. Patricia Arquette tweeted out, I love Mothra. I love you, Patricia. So <laughs> there you go. I tried to find a I got a new phone recently and I tried to find it's a Mothra phone case. Uh-huh. I couldn't find one. I found a few Godzilla ones, but nothing that I was like happy with because mm. they were all like 2021 Godzilla and I kind of wanted something a little bit older, but right. uh, I really wanted a Mothra case so bad I couldn't find it, but oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, we'll keep looking. Keep an eye out. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, I have a special interview today with Ron Bonk from SRS Cinema. They are a Hello? film distributor. Yeah, can you hear me? I can. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're a film distribution company, and uh, we're going to be talking to them about a particular film that we've been looking forward to. Ron, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your company? Uh, let's see. I've been doing this about 30 years. Started um, on the production side of things and found that I needed to learn the distribution in order to get the stuff out there safely. There was options, but they, and I was shooting on analog video back in the day. So there wasn't a ton of options back in the 90s. But, um, but in order to get them out there safely, you know, to see a return on them, figure I needed to learn the distribution side of things and and they've gone hand in hand there's been some points where I've been you know been shooting as much as I like but for the most part you know usually have something going on every year a new production um, that I make myself produce movies from afar and of course of acquiring videos which is the case with Space Monster a few years ago I mean I'd always wanted to acquire kaiju movies but they were extremely difficult to locate or or, uh, you know, we're mostly getting scooped up you know, from other distributors. But the process of, you know, building the company up and having this longevity and the Internet making it a, a smaller world and making new contacts over the years eventually um, uh, was able to uh, uh, start securing these types of movies. Uh, I think the first one was a toku movie called Gun Caliber. And the first Kaiju movie uh, was Rigo and Raga, which acquired the two at the same time. And that pretty much brings us to today. I've released a bunch of different Kaiju movies in between, constantly releasing horror movies, horror comedies, anything that's a B-movie or cult movie, older movie, retro movies, um, again, that I both acquire and produce. Oh, okay. So uh, what one, give me the names of a couple of ones you produced yourself. Uh, well, I wrote, produced, and directed uh, She Kills and House Shark play. There's, there's uh, I think, like 10 movies that I directed. Um, produced, uh, like recently, I produced Doll Shark with Mark Polonia. I worked with him a lot. He made, um, he's making Motorboat right now, which is like the car water. Uh, he did Virus Shark for me and Dune World, uh, which we had the retitle Sand World. <laughs> Tim Ritter made Sharks of the Corn for me. Um, so with, with the movies, like the movies that Tim and um, and Mark and there's a new guy, Bobby Knepp, who's doing a movie called Woke for me. Uh, I'm also working with Evan Jacobs, who did like the Death Toilet movies. Um, I will pitch them usually a title and a synopsis and say, you know, make the movie. Here's the money to do it. Here's the budget. If they agree, then they... Um, uh, they set out to make it, and they, you know, these are low-budget productions. You know, they're under ten grand in most cases, uh, but they have that freedom to uh, make the movie that they want. And you know, I will offer input when they ask it. You know, sometimes there's some requests I make. For the most part, though, they just got to kind of hit on the idea. Um, you know, my my synopsis or idea might be like a paragraph long with the title, and 
and deliver it, you know, according to the specs uh, required. So, and, and, you know, these guys worked, Mark and Tim have been doing it longer than me. They know how to shoot quick and cheap and Mark can make the you know, movies in a couple of weekends. He's super fast. So um, it works out for them and works out for me to get constant new product design to hit on friends in the marketplace. And hopefully as we grow these budgets, I would like to eventually start producing some kaiju movies with these guys or make them myself. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, yes, the reason we have you here today is to talk about a particular kaiju movie, Space Monster Wangmagui. I mm-hmm. think I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's how I pronounce it. This has been not exactly a lost movie, but a hard to... I mean, you had to catch it at a South Korean film festival or go to the National Archives and watch it on right. site, is, is my understanding. I think it played on TV a few times, too, randomly. Okay. I'm not sure how their mm-hmm. schedules work over there. But, but um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was thought lost for years until, from my understanding, it suddenly popped up at a, at a screening of a festival uh, of sorts. And, um, you know, a lot of people were just shocked, you know, that <laughs> there was a print out there. Right. And, and, of course, you know, after I heard about it, you know, tried to con, you know, track down a lead for it. You know, the the producers directly, and um, was working through somebody else who had simply, I think, inquired. I don't think any money or anything was discussed yet, and, and was just told that they had no interest in licensing licensing it to um, anyone. Um, and maybe even, if I remember right, especially like an American distributor. So you know, it seemed like. It was a dead end for years, but I was like, you know what? I'd never talked to these people directly, and and I felt like that needed to be done so I could really stress to them, you know, how important this movie was to me and to the kaiju fans, and and also to make a serious offer. Mm-hmm. So eventually, um, I and I leave I'm leaving names out on purpose because there's other movies that I'm trying to acquire from them, so I don't want any competition. Okay. South Korean movies? Uh, yes, yeah. Um, okay. uh, and potentially, you know, kaiju movies. There was another one that I was uh, looking at, but the um, when they accessed the print, the print was in such bad shape that mm. we actually signed an agreement for both these movies. And the print was in such bad shape that they just couldn't do it. And, I, and I'm still trying to pursue it. I've asked if I can get the print even sent over here um, um, to work on. But so, so far, it's still uh, a bit of a dead end. Right. Um, which is funny, as a side note, there was, uh, I don't know if it was one person or a couple, and, you know, right after we announced Space Monster, saw my coming suit and page that, you know, I posted that, you know, previously, I, I teased this other movie coming. said, due to a bad print, we're not getting this other movie. And, and even though it said above it, you know, space monster had you know like it's coming out approximately august or september um they uh they blew up some message boards or something on social media saying uh yeah we should you know the space monster wasn't coming and we should never announced it and so i get the i started getting a couple emails about like you know what happened i heard space monster has been canceled i'm like what <laughs> No, it has been canceled. No, also. no. Uh, so it was, it was a bit of a double-edged sword announcing, kind of teasing that other mm. one. But um, right. but I'm still working on it. Um, but anyways, yeah, so after talking to them, uh, or reaching them directly and talking to them, and it, I mean, it took a couple of years. I made an offer. They didn't seem, the, the guy I was actually talking to was passing it on um, to the producer. And um, I think he called him the CEO. And um he said, uh, you know, is that the best you can offer? Which was the biggest offer I'd ever made for a movie up until that time. Um, and uh, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, that's the best I can do. And he's like, all right, I'll talk to him and let you know. So in the process of negotiating on this other movie, I made an offer on it and it was accepted. He said, you know, he came back. He said, uh, I talked to the CEO and uh, we accepted the offer. Do you have a contract you can send over? And I said, sure. And worked up the contract and I sent it over for the one movie. And and he wrote back and said, oh, do you not want Space Monster? And I was like, oh, wait, they accepted the offer on both movies. It wasn't really clear with the, with the language barrier. 
Oh, yes. Of course I want both movies. So um, quickly adjusted the contract, got it signed, then and sweated you know, it out for a while as I waited. You know, until it was actually in my hands. It, it, you can never really... Um, you know, rest easy. So, right. Eventually, though, I got the hard drive and the movies on there. And looked beautiful, and um, I sent them over the money, and we were good to go. And like I said, meantime, and you know, during that process, the one movie was lost, so that added to the, uh, the the stress of the of the whole um, uh, ordeal situation. But um, you know, it, it worked out. The movie's in my hands. We've got a trailer for it. Um, we're starting to uh, work on the authoring. We actually still had a couple of late submissions for the, I don't know if you saw, we put out this call to the fans because we didn't really have much in extras. We didn't have like a commentary track or behind the scene. Didn't even have a trailer. We just had the movie. So we put a call out to the um, fans um, via Avery Guerra, um, who uh, was helping with the PR and um, people submitted you know personalized videos talking about, you know, how excited they are about Space Monster and uh, one guy sent an article he'd written about um, South Korean horror, uh, monster movies and Toku and Kaiju. And uh, another guy commissioned some art, which was pretty cool. Uh, uh, so, so we're in the process still kind of sorting through and gathering that stuff together. Um, but hopefully in about two, three weeks here, we'll start authoring it. And we said, I forget if I said January, February for the, Expected copy starts shipping, but hopefully we can do it for the end of the year. But hopefully, no viewers. Hopefully, <laughs> I believe you gave an estimate of January because yeah, I pre-ordered. I pre-ordered three copies as soon as it went live. Oh, thank you. Or that or that day, yeah. One for me, yeah. one for my podcast partner, and one for us to have a little giveaway with. Oh, nice, nice. Well, I hopefully I can get it to you sooner. I'm, we're trying for sure. Well, when I started this podcast, I went on the internet and got a big old list of kaiju movies chronologically. Mm-hmm. I think I've got everything on it. And I, I saw this one and that it was not available. So when I stumbled on the announcement on the internet that it was coming out, we were very excited. We're going through the history of kaiju movies chronologically. Mm-hmm. We started with the original King Kong and we are right up to the period when this movie came out. We our last oh, movie great. we did was Gamera versus Virus in 1968. So we're probably we're going to pass it and have to circle back around to it, but that's fine. We'll sure, uh, yeah. you know, we'll take we'll take what we can get. But uh yeah, we're we're right in this period. It's my understanding this was only the second South Korean kaiju movie and that the first one truly is lost. Yeah, the um yeah, uh, the Buddha one. Um, yeah, and, uh, which and it's if it's called the Great Buddha, or if it's called the Great Buddha Rival, which is the um, movie that we released. And I don't believe the other one was feature length. Um, but uh, so yeah, that was my understanding that it was that it was just a short film. It's interesting. It's three. I guess since it's lost, we don't know for certain. But it's the reports are that it's not. Yeah, a hopefully. The movie. <laughs> How amazing would that be if that's only you know print of that's only turned up. I don't know how much older is 30 old before Space Monster. So that's, you know, so that's a pretty old print to still be kicking around and undiscovered. Yeah. Well, I am also a fan of Doctor Who, and you might be aware that a number of episodes of that were destroyed and are missing. And over oh, the yeah. years, over the years, they find pieces here and there one episode out of a four episode story or things like Mm. that that's in somebody's garage in australia because a copy got sent to an australian tv station or yeah yeah you do you hope for something like that and it certainly happened with other movies yeah so you never know it might show up and that would be great if it did sure fingers crossed so you you said that when you got a hold of the the copy, uh, it looked really good. Did you have to do any restoration on it, or was that no, really no? It was it was a great capture, an HD capture, and it looked beautiful. You know, it it it, it looked even better than I hoped. It just you know, and you wow. probably seen from the trailer, just you know, uh, it, you know, it was nice contrast, beautiful black and white. You know, sharp as as could. 
you know, be hoped for. So it was a top notch transfer. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so you've, you've seen it, obviously. Is there anything you want to yeah. tell us about it? Not, not huge spoilers or anything, but just sort of the premise of the movie. Let me think, because I don't want to spoil anything. So I've been purposely mum on it. And I know the, I think the first review that came out on it years ago was someone who had seen it at that first showing and, and did detail quite a bit of it. Um, uh, so someone, if they really wanted this, well, this could go out there. But uh, I mean, I've, I loved it, of course. I mean, I've been a big Kaiju fan my entire life. I'm not saying it's the best Kaiju movie ever made by any means, but, but I loved seeing it. I loved, uh, um, you know, the scale of it. Uh, there's some good humor in it. Uh, I loved the kid character. It was, it was uh, a very unique take on, you know, what happens between civilians and a Kaiju that I'm, as far as I know, I've never seen another movie, but there's a lot of like Ultraman or, or in a Kaiju uh, movie or TV show. There's a lot of Ultraman stuff out there okay. that I've never seen uh-huh. and, and other more obscure um, Kaiju shows and movies. So maybe it's been done before, but but um, but yeah, just, you know, I thought it was uh, uh, great. And I won't, I won't say any more good or bad beyond okay. that. I think fans will love it. They, they won't be disappointed by picture quality. They won't be disappointed by the miniature work the effects the monster i think they will definitely have a good time so you say there's a kid in it yep okay we here on uh monster movie fun time go we call that character the ponchito okay my partner honeybee will be glad to hear there's a ponchito she has more love for ponchito than i do we call him that because the first time we saw that character was uh ponchito in uh, the beast of hollow mountain and then the okay. same young the same young actor played almost an identical character in the Black Scorpion. He played Juanito uh, okay. in the Black Scorpion, <laughs> and then we started noticing this same archetype popping up. But since hmm. we're watching him chronologically, we saw that that seemed to be the movie where the Ponchito first appeared. So I oh, think we'll be glad to hear, we'll be glad to hear that there's a Ponchito in this movie. I know a lot of the Kaiju movies seem to. Yeah, you know, in the Japanese the one, <laughs> in the Japanese ones, he tends to be named Ichi or Ichiro, but not. Oh always. yeah, yeah. Do you yourself have a particular favorite monster? Not a, a kaiju or not a kaiju? Any any kind of monster? Uh, I mean, as a kid, and it's hard to top. Um, you know, even till today, you know, Godzilla was always Godzilla was always my favorite giant monster, and the creature from the Black Lagoon was always. Well, it was my favorite, you know, um, I guess you say human-sized monster. Right. Even though there's so many great monsters. I mean, it's hard to top the monsters uh, from Alien. Amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, I mean, there's there's an excitement, and it's probably, a, you know, a carryover from childhood. You know, a lot of movies that I enjoy from childhood, you know, still create that uh, excitement. Um, but, but it's, again, it's carryover from childhood that... Anytime I see Godzilla on screen, it's it's exciting. You know, a new movie, a new shore, you know, seeing Shin Godzilla on the big screen was amazing. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard it's hard to explain. You know, it it, it could even tie it into a more recent like, you know, Halloween, Michael Myers, you know, um, the first movie has always been the best. You know, I think it was two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen when the when they launched this new one and I thought they did a great job with them there. And then Halloween Kills wasn't the best movie. I, I liked it, but the parts that I loved about it were the Michael Myers stuff about it. And and it's funny, my girlfriend was watching it with me and, and her kids, and um, they had another friend over, and she was just like <laughs> beside herself with the with the violence and and the um, and, and some of the the, the dumber parts kids were laughing in a good time and i was i just tried to explain to her like you just don't get it when when michael's on screen and you know and, and doing his stuff this mystique of his character uh you know I, I could just watch you know 90 minutes of him straight with no one else he's just so cool and and so you know, again that's carry over to the guys movies and, and godzilla but of course you know like i said I, you know there's so many you know, I obviously loved Kong as a kid, you know, who would watch all the, the Kong movies, Son of Kong, Mighty Joe Young, and uh, um, uh, who was it? Beast from 
20,000 Phantoms. Thinking, oh, the Cloverfield. You know, I always love to see a new one, of course. Um, So, you know, the roots come from childhood and come from Godzilla, you know, probably first and foremost in King Kong, right behind that. But, you know, know, I love them in all types of movies, you know, even even the lowest budget ones. Okay. I, I too, have quite a love for Godzilla. It's why I started this podcast, but then thought, let's go back to the things that inspired Godzilla first. Let's start with Kong and sure, move yeah. forward. Cause if I just do Godzilla movies, it'll be over too soon. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Not too soon, but it'll be what, <laughs> Yeah. If I ever run out of Kaiju movies, then we'll go back and do universal monsters or something like that. I mean, there's so many movies and shows that haven't got a proper release. So maybe, um, maybe I'll never run out. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's always something else popping up. So, uh, before we go, do you have any other new releases coming out you want to talk about? Anything else you want to plug? Well, by the time you broadcast this, the, uh, we have two other limited editions coming out of Space Monster, Abomination of Frankenstein, and Fauci, which is Jaws, and, and Italian. Um, but those are for just two weeks for limited edition sales. We have the Gore Trilogy, which is the shot on video movies from Hugh Gallagher, Veronica Gorgasm, Gore Horror. Um, uh, you know, extreme uh, content, but uh, great dark humor in these movies. I think it's it's overlooked um, and a lot. Uh, we've done a new captures and and cleaning and restoration of them, so they look the best they've ever looked. Uh, with that still pre-selling um, in Solitude of the Tormentors, another extreme horror. We've been we release you know two to four movies every month, and we have like early in the year we had Utena. Uh, which is a kaiju movie uh, made in the States uh, during the pandemic. Uh, a new monster. We have Dragon Lizard Lord Super Monsters, um, which is an exclusive from the site. Um, it toes the line, copyright. <laughs> but it's as far as I know, it's the um, only feature-length kaiju movie on um, analog video. Uh, and he's and he he did an animated sequel to it, and he's working on more. Um, if there's excitement of uh, of uh, doing this release with us, um, he's got all new characters this time. I don't know any new characters and better picture quality. Um, so we have movies like that. We have you know some regular horrors, comedy horror. Uh, we're always releasing new titles. Um, we have a few more we have new titles launching launching here end of uh, October. Um, so definitely swing by the site which is srscinema.com and um, check it out if you want to watch something different something not the standard you know sort of hollywood uh movies where you you know usually know what's going to happen from beginning to end even you know if just subconsciously you know these are unique voices uh um, and and there's a lot of love filmmaking and cinema poured into them Okay, so Space Monster is available to pre-order now at srscinema.com. You're only printing 2,000 units. Correct. Will it be streaming later on? Uh, sometime in mid-2023, we'll do the wide-release DVD and um, the VOD, the digital. And in the case of the DVD, you know, it'll be unlimited for, you know, until, until okay. our rights. So there's a limited edition Blu-ray, and then there'll be a general release DVD. I mean, 2,000, but we've only had, well, House Shark sold, uh, is is approaching 2,000 units. Howl from Beyond the Fog is our biggest kaiju um, seller in terms of Blu-ray units, at least. Uh, Oh, okay. um, Yes, approaching 2,000 units, and and he'll sell out uh, eventually here soon. So this seems to be the magic number for the the higher-end ones, but... um, you know, if we see it surge up close to that, we could potentially expand the run. Uh, uh, right now, there's still plenty of copies, though, so there's over a thousand. Okay. And did I see that there was an even more limited edition VHS? Yeah, yeah, just 50 units on that. Um, I haven't done the full count. We're actually um, still um, accounting for everything, but I, off the top of my head, I believe we sold at least half of those. So, uh, And those will definitely go, and, and those... You know, won't come back with the VHS. It's, it's more fun to just have them disappear yeah. or have them be done and <laughs> right. see them traded uh, within the uh, within the market. Uh, 
gotta you gotta make something hard to find i guess <laughs> <laughs> well i've noticed uh, a lot of the movies that are uh, listed on your site i've seen are available on like tubi or pluto yeah and it should be the case with space monster eventually too yeah i mean if they can okay. wait till you know yeah. to june july of 2023 then then um it'll probably pop up there though sometimes a bigger release will first come out strictly as a you know a pay a pay-per-view that right. way have to buy it or rent it but eventually they all once they've been on the mark for a while all the movies will go to something like 2B, where it's ad-supported, or Amazon Prime, or if you have the membership, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, free to view. So Right. And we still get revenue from it. So definitely support, yeah. you know, support in every, whatever your format is of choice, it's fine with me. You know, we appreciate the support. It helps us acquire more movies, both in terms of having, you know, cash flow, but also, you know, when somebody sees a movie like Space Monster come up, you know, and, and even if they're across the world, you know, this this movie popping up in America, it, it will lead, it's happened with the horror movies, it'll it'll lead to somebody contacting us and saying, hey, you know, especially like in the European countries, hey, I saw you really so-and-so's movie, you know, I'm in the same country, I made this movie too, and it leaves new content. So I'm hoping you know, that might help us, you know, make a connection with someone who is, you know, a source of something rare, or, um, maybe unknown, you never know. So um, supporting them and helping them um, you know, it goes viral as possible, really. Um, it's much more than just about, you know, cash cash flow and numbers. It's it's about awareness. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we will be covering Space Monster just as soon as we get our hands on it. A bunch of other movies that you distribute are on our list. You know, War of the God Monsters, God Rega, Rego, we're mm-hmm. Howl from Beyond the Fog. It's just we're going chronologically, so it's going to be a little while before we get to okay but they I will know um, on my raga list. The, the second one uh, which is my favorite of the rigo series the rigo raga series is mm-hmm. getting low as well and so is war of the god Monsters in terms of blu-rays mm-hmm. okay but yeah i'd love to hear what you guys think about them i'm gonna and probably end up seeing those on tubi but i might not wait until i have because i haven't watched them yet but i've been aware of them for a while but i mm-hmm. may not wait until we get to it on the show i may just go ahead and watch it myself first sure, yeah. Watch uh, you know, <laughs> i do just i do just like to watch these movies just for their own sake not just for the the podcast oh, yeah, because the Rio series is great I, you know i love it uh, you know they went a little crazy with the digital effects in the, in the last <laughs> one which i don't think that shimpai the inside word didn't have much of a, a choice he had to kind of accept it but um that second one is you know is 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 yeah, I mean, there's a few digital effects, but they really you know, did a great job with the suits and the sets and the monster destruction and the story. Some people don't um, uh, like the humor as much. Sometimes it doesn't translate so well, but um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed those movies. Well, uh, Ron, thanks for joining us today. Uh, next time you have a big kaiju release, hit me up and uh, you can come on and talk about it. Sure, will do. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. So that website again is srscinema.com. And if you go there, you'll find the links to all their social media, their Facebook and YouTube, and yep. Instagram and all of that. Follow them Best on all of follow, it's, sure. yeah. Basically, it's SRS Cinema on most of those uh, platforms. Thanks yeah. again for joining me, Ron. And now, folks, we will go back to the rest of our show. All right, so how many stars you Okay, um man, I'm so embarrassed about this. <laughs> I really I want to say five stars, but I'm really embarrassed about it. So... Do not be embarrassed. You like what you like and don't let anyone make you feel bad about it. I just I just I just feel like such a wiener. Like I feel like <laughs> such a like cuz you know it's like kaiju movies. I didn't even know anything about them and here we are a year later. I feel like a serious fan and I can seriously see where this movie just kind of is like what the fuck, <laughs> you know? So it's like I just kind of feel like silly, but dude, I love this movie five stars for me. Okay. I loved Ichiro. I loved I just I loved it. <laughs> I really, it was so wholesome. It was just, oh, I loved it so much. I, I will watch this movie again. <laughs> <laughs>
But if you guys tell anyone, I'll deny it, bro. <laughs> no. Wear it proudly. Get a t-shirt. No, I am. All Monsters Attack is my favorite Godzilla movie. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> no. No. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. You have to say so far. Because, so like, far. come on. That's true. And and I wouldn't even, I don't even know if it's, like, my, I wouldn't say it's my favorite Godzilla movie. Because right. I feel like this is more a Manila movie than a Godzilla movie. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you haven't even I seen Mechagodzilla this... yet. We haven't seen any of Mechagodzilla, yeah. so who knows? Exactly, and I feel like I feel like Godzilla is just like gets better every movie. Like it's so good. I I'm totally Team Godzilla when it comes to like you know Kong versus Godzilla, all the shit. Uh-huh. Because because I just feel like Godzilla is so much better. But I, I definitely don't consider this my favorite Godzilla movie. But it's definitely one of my favorite okay. kaiju movies so then for the, sure. The t-shirt can then just say, "I love all monsters attack." Yeah, yeah. And I want it to have like Manila and Ichi like hiding in the bush. <laughs> and I don't care who knows it. I don't care who knows it. All right. I'm just, well, I you need to, to the you need to get on your socials and tweet that out to everybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm only going to give it three, but I do not judge you for giving it five. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you. We will on our, what do, you, what, what do you guys think? Yeah. Like, let us know. Let us know. But like, I, is this a, is this like a hit for you or a total miss for you with Kaiju movies? Like, please, Please let us know how you feel about like me liking this movie so much and Precious but, being like okay about it. But we'll tell you what though, on our letterboxed page for the show, we will give it five stars. Uh folks, you should follow us. If we get any you should follow us on Letterboxd. Follow us on Letterboxd, follow us on Twitter, follow us on all the follows you can, rate and review us. You can find links to all of that stuff at mmftg.link.bio. I think that's going to do it for today. You can, of course, see Yay. this movie. You can, it's streaming on uh, HBO Max. Our next movie after this will be Gamera vs. Giron, which is streaming on Amazon Prime. Woo-hoo. Might also be on Pluto or Tubi. I'm not sure, but look just in case you don't know, because those ones are always free got to pay for prime prime ain't free baby Mm. so there you go that'll do it for today thanks for joining us i have been precious and i have been honey bee remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements please don't misuse we will not see you but you will hear us next time on monster movie fun time go fun time go You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. Fun time go!